0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today, members podcast, 28th February, not a leap year, last day of the month and the last day of the results season. Thank goodness for that. This is general advice only. Not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, if it's advice at all. And maybe I shouldn't take Mondays off, or maybe I should. Down 82 points yesterday. Ugly stuff. BHP down 3%, Fortescue down 7% as it went ex-dividend and then some, as Henry says. Rio down 2.9%. BHP and Rio go ex-dividend on March the 9th. I know a lot of you will probably be holding for the dividend. That could end up being a bit of a trap. If you look at the strategy section today or the technical section, actually, I think it's in the technical section, you will see a chart of the resources sector. Just be careful with the resources sector. If you are a nimble investor, which is anybody watching the market day to day rather than week to week or month to month. If you are a nimble investor, this is a sector that is a trading sector. It's not an invest forever sector. It's a sector that underperformed for six years on the trot. It goes in and out of favor. It is not a steady growth sector. This is not a reliable sector. It's a sector that will move 20 to 50% regularly a number of times a year and we are just coming off the top so look out I am selling the MVR which is the resources ETF in the strategy portfolio today and I can see where support on the charts at least comes in for the sector and it's about 13% down from here and you'll find that after BHP and Rio go ex-dividend as happened with FMG there are a lot of sellers around and the sector goes into the doldrums if not into a a downtrend. It's already in a downtrend. So just selling our resources exposure today. Otherwise, as I say, end of the results season. The results season has really been pretty shabby, but has certainly lived up to its reputation or how we've written it up, how Henry and I write it up every year as being a period of time in the stock market where the game is not to capture all the glory. The game is to avoid the landmines and certainly yesterday, a number of stocks getting blown up on results. And the same again today. Thank goodness we sold Harvey Norman down 9% today after results. We sold it last week. I held it in the ideas portfolio. And after results from Nick Scarley and JB Hi-Fi saw their share prices crater, we didn't want to hold Harvey Norman over results as well. The trend was not our friend and it's proved to be today. So saved ourselves a bit of money selling Harvey Norman before the results day. But the point is, After today, the result season ends, and there are a lot of stocks, if not all stocks, that have reported results. They have de-risked themselves for three to six months. Some of them have their dividends coming up. Others have their dividends coming up to be paid, and a lot of those dividends are then reinvested in the market. By the way, Telstra and CBA pay their dividends, which is different to going ex-dividend. It's the day that the money arrives in your bank account. Pay their dividends on March the 30th, for CBA and March 31st for Telstra. And the logical suggestion, although I'm not really sure it's true, the logical suggestion is the market should find some support when dividends start to get paid. So after this ex-dividend period, which is very hard for companies, or this results period, which is very hard not for companies, for the market to make progress whilst all these stocks go ex-dividend, if you consider that we've got a bit spooked by the market dropping over 4% from the top here 2% 2% of that, if you think about it, if the market yields around 4%, just over 4%, if the market yields about 4%, then 2% of that drop has been ex-dividends. So it's hard for the market to make progress, although I'm not sure really that dividends are driving the market one way or the other. It's all to do with the US. But anyway, uh, after this ex-dividend period comes the X, not the X, comes the dividend payable period, which should support the market. So a little bit of optimism about that. But the main news is, out of the results season. Everything's de-risked. We can get on with buying or selling shares without getting blown up in the next 24 hours because they have a set of results. Now, if you look at the technical scans section today, you will see how many oversold stocks there are compared to overbought, how many stocks are hitting 52-week lows as opposed to 52-week highs, how many stocks are very oversold, a lot, and how many stocks are in that scan. I do which is called the Bollinger Band Buy List, which are stocks that have sharply dropped in the short term and have gone outside their bottom Bollinger Band. And the scan picks up stocks that should, if there was a thing called mean reversion, that should bounce like a yo-yo. It goes against all technical analysis to buy a stock that's falling sharply. But there you go. But the list of stocks that is filling this Bollinger Band Buy List, in other words, stocks that have dropped a lot in the short term, is huge. There are very few stocks usually on that list. And at the moment, there are a host of them and almost all of them are because of some announcement, most recently results. So there are a lot of oversold and very oversold stocks at the moment. And that just tells you the market is trending down. And if you haven't got that message by now, then you've been asleep, which is fine, you're allowed to sleep. But my quick strategy assessment is that I wouldn't get too fussed by this if you're an investor. Certainly, not if you're in the market for income and are in the banks, because the banks actually outperformed significantly yesterday on the back of this hawkishness, because higher rates or rates not coming down is good for bank margins. So you're probably okay in banks. Banks are outperforming. Resources had a particularly bad day because of Chinese concerns about pollution and cutting back on steel manufacturing, and that upset everything. But I do think that what we're seeing at the moment after a 7% rise in January, the momentum had to stop. is a normal correction. Normal corrections are sort of 5 to 10% maybe. It's not a precipitous collapse. There's little of a precipitous nature to concern us. All we have is this theme I've been writing about, which is more hawkishness. That's not a terminal disease. It's an excuse for a sell-off. So we're seeing more hawkishness. That, of course, if you've read the weekend email, that, of course, is because a lot of numbers have turned out higher than expected, a lot of economic numbers or macro numbers have turned out stronger than expected, put it that way, for the US economy, from retail sales to jobs numbers, the unemployment rate, ISM business activity index, a lot of numbers coming out harder than expected, not least of which has been PPI numbers and CPI numbers, which didn't drop as much as expected. And the market has begun to fear that inflation might actually pick up rather than fall down, which is what we assumed at the beginning of this year. So the optimistic comes to the end for the moment. As I say, in the strategy portfolio, I am selling the MVR, which is the resources sector ETF. I'm also selling the ISO, which is the Small Ordinaries Index, and the Asia, which is the Technology Tigers, which has turned turtle for the moment. Sell signals on those, see the charts. Not really too concerned about them. I'm sure they're fine longer term, but I am just using them as the vehicles to do a bit of cashing up so we're ready to go when we find or when we see the bottom and the bottom is I mean there is an opportunity clearly coming there are so many oversold stocks at the moment it just isn't here yet if you have sold and we have cleared out some of our ideas and are waiting to go we've still got a couple of problem children there but we're waiting to go if you have sold you should be celebrating what's happening in the market at the moment because there is a fabulous buying opportunity being constructed here by all these share price falls the game now is simply waiting for the bottom. It's not here today, even though the market's bounced a bit today. But the trend is not our friend. See all the charts in the technical section today. So happy, happy to still assume we are at some point going to see the macro backdrop turn from worrying about when interest rates peak to debating when interest rates will be cut. It's probably a year away, but it will happen at some point, And at that point, the market will start to make progress again if it doesn't do that a lot earlier. All we need is some weak economic numbers or CPI numbers out of the US and the market will find its footing at the moment. All the indicators are still heading down. The resource sector has sprung a leak. Sentiment sectors like lithium are also off the top. You might have seen a stake in Pilbara Minerals, possibly from its largest shareholder, being placed at a 2.5% discount to the market yesterday. And that doesn't help sentiment, it's got to be said. So just back backing away a bit further from the market and sitting back waiting for the next opportunity to start. Its building hasn't started yet. Good news is we can start to relax a little bit after the results season. Have a look at Henry's take today. He looks up or looks at a host of things. Lithium again, the ASA presentation. I know most of you that read Henry's take are major lithium bulls, but I would refer you to last week. I'll put a link in the weekend email Email to the observation that the lithium sector was coming off the top. That again will present some fabulous buying opportunities for the day the market recovers its positive sentiment. Right, what else to report? Musk is again the richest man in the world. $277 billion. And 73-year-old catch of the day, Monsieur Arnaud, who is the owner of LVM, not the owner, founder of LVMH, is the second richest person in the world. Tesla, by the way, has been up seven. 70% this year, which has put Mr. Musk back on top. Good, that's about it. I am up to Sydney now to see Henry with Will Bird, our new CEO. Will Bird's major contribution to the newsletter recently has been to tell me to impose a 10% stop loss, firm stop loss on all the stocks in the Ideas portfolio. Good idea, Will. Next time I'll do that because we've got a couple of horrible trades in there. I cannot sell dominoes at this massively oversold position at the moment. That has been a cock up and a half. If I had just sold it ahead of results, as I did with Harvey Norman, we would have been fine. It's another lesson. You have to learn a lesson when you lose money. You have to learn a lesson to make the money worthwhile. Anyway, the lesson there is do not bother betting on results because you just just don't know which way they're going to go. The average target price on Domino's, by the way, is 26.8% above the current share price at the moment. So the brokers think it's oversold as well. So I'm still holding. I sort of thought about selling the John's Ling JLG, which we rather fluked a good set of results. Stock bounced 13% on the day. We're still up on those. I think in this market, I probably ought to, but the average target price on that is 36, no, sorry, 38% above the current share price and the trend is sort of our friend so hanging in with that one and then I've got the two copper stocks painting me 29M and now SFR which is down 10% they obviously got hold with the rest of the fleet the resources fleet yesterday copper stocks both still holding them I should have in hindsight obviously that day I wrote wondering whether I should sell everything and buy a bearish ETF I should have just done it and that's the stock market Stakes. I've always written that you should sell anything that keeps you awake. I'm not the only one that said, <laughs> said or written that, I'm sure. But there is a value on your peace of mind as an investor. You could literally put a dollar value on it. What dollar value would I put on not holding 29M and dominoes in the ideas portfolio? I don't know. But it does have a value. And maybe we should take that into account when evaluating what to do about stocks that have gone the wrong way. You want to wake up to things you're excited about, not things that are keeping you awake. I'm not being kept awake, by the way, by Domino's Pizza, not unless I ordered the Siciliana with the hot jalapenos. Right, that's about that. As I say, off up to Sydney. I will be writing from the hotel room for the next couple of days. So apologies if it's a little bit short and sharp. As I leave you, market up 37. It's been up 49 at best. Gold sector having a better day up 2.2%. Resources sector having a rebound from yesterday's disaster. Boring stocks, telecoms, healthcare utilities at back of the pack today, doing not a lot. Harvey Norman down 11% on results. Thank goodness we missed that. That's about that. You have a good day. I'll speak to you hopefully tomorrow. Technology allowing.